This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Monday afternoon, February 12th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Duncan went the star route with its commercial during the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the value of a Super Bowl spot during our next segment. Right now, as we move toward warmer weather, home buying season is heating up. Let's get a preview from Steve Kurtz, Chicago-based real estate and housing expert. Steve, thank you for joining us today. If you decided to put your home search, either buying a home or selling a home, uh, into mothballs uh, back in November, I uh, tabled the issue until uh, the weather started to warm up. Uh, how have things changed since uh, late last year? Uh, Good afternoon, Rob. Unfortunately for homeowners, things have really not changed that much early into 2024. Um, If you're the Kansas City Chiefs or Taylor Swift, you might like to see 24 repeat 23, but (laughs) not for for home buyers. Uh, We still have the same macro conditions that we had. We have uh, interest rate mortgage rates hovering about six and three quarters percent. That's a little bit off their highs, uh, but they're still nowhere near where we think they need to be to get people to move out of their houses with low mortgages. Inventory is low because of that as well. And um, home prices, unfortunately, have not fallen. In fact, some places have seen prices accelerate. So all those factors are kind of adding up to uh, uh, not that great spring for home buyers. Now, let's say you took the winter as an opportunity to build up your finances, build up you know some dry powder for that down payment, and get all of your ducks in a row as far as pre-approval is concerned. Uh, when is a good time to hit the ground running uh, to take advantage of the limited supply of homes that are for sale? So those are those are great tips. Those are things you need to do to be prepared. If you are looking to move this spring, then you do need to be ready to jump in right away. The earlier probably in the process here, the better. I think you're going to see a lot of folks maybe hang back a bit to see if interest rates fall. Uh, Even though we know the Fed is not likely to cut uh, till May, uh, you know, so some people may stay on the sidelines hoping mortgages will come down. But if you get in now and can afford the rates uh, pretty much where they are, you might have a first mover advantage here this spring. And there'll be some folks that, uh, you know, they want to get their house on the market first, too, just like you might want to be. 
uh, out there looking first. So so there is some benefit to going early. We're talking to Steve Kurtz, Chicago-based real estate and housing expert, about uh, things you should do if you are buying or selling a home as the spring uh, home transaction season uh, gets underway. Now, what if you're on the home selling side of the equation? How long can you expect your house to stay on the market? And uh, do you really have to have uh, that next home lined up before you sell because it's going to go that quickly? So, yes, homes are not staying on the market very long, as you might uh, suspect. Uh, We're seeing uh, average days on the market anywhere from 20 to just 30 days. So uh, things are happening quickly once you are ready and once you put it on the market. And it's the same once, you know, when you're a home seller, things may may look good in the current seller's market. But if you're turning around to end up in the buyer's market, then you're in kind of the same boat that the buyers are. So you also, as a seller, have to be ready, know what you're uh, going to do and where you're going to go, uh, because you're still looking at the same inventory and price concerns that your buyers are going to be suffering from. Steve Kurtz, Chicago-based real estate and housing expert. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, will Duncan's big game ad, and you know which game we're talking about, will it be worth the big bucks? The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Duncan is launching a limited-time selection of food and drinks tied to its Super Bowl commercial featuring the trio of Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon. Let's discuss the strategy to go the celebrity route with R.J. Hadavi, head of analytical research at the foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI. RJ, thank you for joining us today. And the math on Super Bowl commercials is really just astounding when you put everything together. It's $7 million, at least it was $7 million, RJ, yesterday, just to get the 60 seconds of time to put the ad on the air during the Super Bowl. And then there's all the other stuff. You got to pay the advertising firm. You got to pay the celebrities should show up. You got to pay the research uh, team to make sure that you're uh, targeting this spot correctly. And at the end of the day, uh, based on your information, does that get people in the door? Yeah, it typically does. Uh, the, the actual results vary by promotion and by chain. But generally speaking, we have seen a pretty good lift in uh, visits to quick service restaurant companies that have deployed this uh, celebrity strategy the last couple of years. Um, you know, what I think is really happening, too, is that we saw a lack of innovation, a lack of new products coming out of the pandemic when a lot of the restaurant chains had to operate, operate at a bare bones uh, uh, structure to just, you know, stay, stay operating. Um, but at the same time, we've seen some real success stories, whether it's McDonald's celebrity meal promotions or adult happy meal. Um, and, you know, this latest one, I, I think, could be a hit for Duncan. And we were talking uh, not too long ago about the success of Cosmics uh, in the southwest suburbs and how its its specialty drinks business was getting people in the door. Is 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 the breakfast menu and the breakfast uh, the breakfast hours? Is that still is that where all the action is when it comes to uh, quick service restaurants? Is that where the greatest competition is taking place? I think we're seeing a lot of competition there, and it's always been a battleground uh, for for uh, the chains in this category just because uh, it generally is a higher margin product. It helps you utilize your restaurant the entire day. Um, but so we, we have seen a lot more competition, but I think as we kind of saw behavior change uh, 
uh, during and after the pandemic, more people coming in late morning, um, you know, people coming in uh, early afternoon for snacking, uh, things like that, just because behavior has changed with people, more people working from home. Um, so it's kind of, I, I think certainly the breakfast day part is where we're seeing a lot of competition, but it's throughout the day. And um, I think a lot of these products are kind of designed for those changes in day parts um, and behavior there as well. So I think breakfast very much uh, remains a battleground, but I think we're also seeing other day parts as well become a, a really competitive. What's interesting to me is that Dunkin' Donuts uh, definitely got its start in Boston. It was a New England brand before it became a national chain. But unlike other national breakfast chains, unlike Starbucks, unlike uh, 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 McDonald's, which is now a big part of the breakfast scene, uh, Dunkin' is really kind of leaning into its New England roots. I mean, it's de- definitely the case when you have Ben Affleck and Tom Brady and, and Matt Damon uh, showing up in a commercial. And does that mean that uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, sees a, a greater percentage of its business on the East Coast and in its traditional markets versus the rest of the country? You typically do. I mean, not just because they have the most locations in the Northeast on a per capita basis, but generally speaking, if you look at the visits per location, they do very well in those markets. Um, so I think that there is an element of that. But I think two other things underscore this. One is that there's an element of authenticity. You know, a, a lot of consumers are kind of looking, you know, is this brand authentic to, to what I'm looking for? And, you know, if you've if you got, you know, say traditional, uh, say, you know, consistent with your, your New England roots, I think that it's a good idea to have some New England celebrities as part of the uh, promotional effort there, too. But I think Duncan does also knows what they do very well, and that is speed. That is one of the major advantages they have is uh, generally being quicker um, than a lot of other ones and being a speedier experience in a, in a the quick service restaurant, I think, is important. So uh, it's a factor, certainly having the right celebrities in place and that idea of authenticity. But, you know, they also know exactly what they're trying to do and you know get people through the door as quickly as they can. From a dollars and cents standpoint, uh, last year's Duncan commercial featuring Ben Affleck ended with Ben Affleck walking home with a $10 million payday from appearing in that commercial. And I'm guessing he made a similar amount this year. And we talked about, uh, will it get people in the door? Will it generate interest? Yes. But will it offset? the uh, tens of millions of dollars that Duncan spent on this particular commercial. Yeah, generally speaking, there is a pretty good return on that. Um, we typically see a lift uh, between you know five and ten percent when a, a company runs a promotion. But we've seen some that even go much higher than that. Uh, you know, Taco Bell's Mexican Pizza relaunch uh, a couple of years ago, and certainly McDonald's Adult Happy Meal in um, you know in twenty two uh, were good examples of that. And so I think if you look at that, and if they're able to sustain that for more than a, a couple of weeks, uh, that is pretty meaningful to the bottom lines for these billion dollar companies. So in a lot of cases, they are able to recoup the investment in these. Uh, these things. Um, otherwise, I don't think they'd be doing it. So, R.J. Hadavi, head of analytical research at the foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, the latest on the energy markets, including the price of gas. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Oil prices have been on the rise recently. Let's get the latest on what's happening in energy from Phil Flynn, senior market analyst with The Price Group and Fox Business News contributor based in Chicago. Phil, thank you for joining us today. And uh, what a difference two years makes, because remember two years ago around this time, we were talking about uh, run up in the price of oil as the uh, saber rattling uh, between Russia and Ukraine was uh, just about to get underway. There were supply issues in the United States. Uh, There were concerns about economic growth elsewhere in the world. And that led to a lot of volatility in the uh, international oil markets. And 
One thing that I've noticed, and, and maybe uh, you're, and maybe you can bear this. Maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong or right on this. Is that the over the last uh, six months or so, uh, the price of oil has been pretty consistent, trading within that seventy dollar a barrel range. It really has been, and and I think one of the reasons is that despite the fact that we said that we were going to put sanctions on Russian oil and we were going to teach Vladimir Putin a lesson, and you know that we were you know, going to put sanctions on Iran and enforce the sanctions, none of that's happened. And if I look around the world and if I, I, I look at why oil prices have been more stable, it's these countries like Iran and Russia that have been able to avoid sanctions uh, and, and keep selling their oil. Now, from a price perspective, you might think that's a good thing. But from a geopolitical uh, perspective, it's been a disaster. So, you know, we are getting lower oil prices, but these other countries have been enriching themselves like Russia, you know, like Iran, I think, to the detriment of the world. And in the meantime, uh, the United States became the uh, world's top uh, oil producing nation. And one of the issues from several years ago was uh, the price of oil. Uh, Is it worth to do all of that uh, investment? investment in oil and gas exploration and buy the equipment and 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 hire the people and at $76 a barrel it seems like uh, it's worth it for all parties it really is you know in fact we are seeing value in a lot of the US oil companies right now we had this huge merger of course between Diamondback and Endeavor you know these two you know people or companies that change the world with shell oil producer. But, you know, really part of the problem we've had globally is an underinvestment in oil, which could lead to a major price spike just a few years down the road. You know, we saw warnings from OPEC time and time again and saying to you know, agencies like the International Energy Agency, you know, your, your predictions that demand's going to stop because of alternative energies has been wrong, right? We even had to tell energies warning the governments are mis-selling the energy transition because they're fail, failing to acknowledge that the shift to uh, green energy means sharply higher prices down the road. So the people that are paying for the green energy transition are the poor and the middle class, and it could get worse down the road. And we're talking a little bit about just uh, the state of the market right now. What are some of the risks? Um, Obviously, uh, the potential for the war between Israel and Hamas to uh, really mushroom into a regional conflict. And then how are the uh, Houthi attacks on shipping uh, in Middle East uh, shipping lanes? How is that impacting the oil market? I think it's already made supplies tighter. You know, and we've seen that not so much in the price of crude oil, but we've seen it in the price of diesel fuel. We've seen it in the price of gasoline. And and there's no doubt that when you shut down a major transport uh, lane for oil, it's going to cost more money, even if it takes longer to get there. I mean, the, the bad news is it's costing more money. The good news is we haven't really lost that. It just gets delayed. But make no mistake about it, these risks put oil on a tinder hook. We don't have a lot of spare capacity in the globe. And if this situation expands to another waterway, maybe like the Strait of Hormuz, which is a real risk, we could see these prices absolutely pop. So we've been very, very lucky that we haven't seen that price spike. I just hope our luck continues. Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst with The Price Group and Fox Business News Contributor based in Chicago, talking about the state of the oil market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A key member of President Biden's cabinet is in the hospital once again. The winner of last year's Chicago Marathon has died in Africa. Credit card debt in America at a record high. We'll discuss strategies to ease the load. It's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get a couple of ideas from an investing pro, WBBM Business. The markets are higher today. The Dow is up 215 points, NASDAQ up 24 and the S&P 500 is up 12, 41 degrees right now in Chicago, under mostly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, America's top military policymaker and advisor is at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center following what the Pentagon calls symptoms suggesting a bladder issue. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has transferred his duties to the Deputy Secretary of Defense while he remains in the hospital and is receiving treatment. Austin was transported to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center early earlier Sunday for an emergent bladder issue, according to the Pentagon. Earlier this year, Austin was hospitalized for two weeks for complications following treatment for prostate cancer. He received criticism for keeping that hospitalization a secret for several days. The Pentagon says this time the Joint Chiefs of Staff, White House, and Congress have all been notified that Austin has transferred his duties. Eleanor Watson, CBS News, Washington, D.C. World record holder Kelvin Kiptum, who won the Chicago Marathon last year, has died in a car crash in Kenya. He was 24. His coach was also killed in the accident in the heart of a high-altitude region that's renowned as a training base for long-distance runners. Kiptum was the first man to run a marathon in under two hours and one minute. The record was ratified by the International Track Federation World Athletics last week. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are trading higher. Let's see what's moving the markets today with Tim Grisky, Senior Portfolio Strategist, Ingalls & Snyder in New York. Tim, thank you for joining us today. And what specifically is moving the markets today? Or is it simply a case of uh, the good vibes from last week carrying over? Hi, Rob. Uh, yeah, I think it, it really is just a great environment for investing, and this continues to push the market to record levels. Uh, the Fed has been very clear uh, that they are not going to lower interest rates, but uh, they say the economy is in just great shape and that this is just a perfect environment. So uh, we think we're going higher here. At some point, we'll see a pullback, uh, but it's hard to time those things. Like for the long term, investors are in great shape. Now, we will get some uh, inflation reads this week. The uh, Consumer Price Index and the Producer Price Index uh, will be released this week. And what are economists expecting? Well, I think there is optimism that uh, the numbers are going to be be good and show continued disinflation uh, of the economy. And uh, the little pre-readings point us in that direction. But when the 
when the data is released, you just never know exactly where it's going. But if we continue to see disinflation, uh, the market should continue to move higher here. And it seems like the Fed is changing their target uh, now that they have arrived at the uh, two or are, are in the neighborhood of the two percent inflation goal they've been talking about for the past two years. It seems now that the uh, the the goalpost for interest rate cuts has been moved from two percent to signs of, as you said, uh, rapid disinflation throughout the entire economy. I think that's absolutely true. I think. One of the things that concerns the Fed is too much uh, disinflation. In other words, not having any inflation. If you remember a couple of years ago, that was the situation with the economy. And that's really why we went to such low interest rates. Uh, Now it's a different situation. But the Fed is very mindful that they, they want a certain level of inflation, which is sort of the grease for the economy. Uh, you need about 2% inflation to, to really charge the economy higher. Uh, and we think that's the Fed's good in that balancing act, uh, which is you know difficult to navigate. Uh, but we, we have confidence in this Fed in particular. NVIDIA rising uh, 2.4%, a 20% gain uh, in NVIDIA stock on the month. And that is already uh, for a stock that was going great guns throughout 2023. Yeah. Well, this is just a great company, and they are uh, right there in terms of artificial intelligence, producing the chips uh, for AI. Uh, They really dominate that business. They are diversified into all sorts of different technology. Uh, This is a a great company, pours money into research and development, financially strong, great management. Uh, To us, it has to be owned. And then lastly, and very quickly, as as we approach... uh, as we look back on the Great Resignation and uh, all of the issues the companies had uh, finding workers, retaining workers, uh, making sure that workers didn't leave, uh, are, are we under, undergoing right now kind of a productivity revolution in the workplace? And, and, and is that one of the factors that is uh, driving down inflation as we speak? Well, absolutely. And that's what artificial intelligence is all about, uh, is productivity. Uh, so I think we continue to see gains in productivity. Uh, And yes, there have been layoffs, but there also has been huge hiring. Uh, So uh, I think companies are are looking to to be lean and mean, but to be smart. And they need to hire good people uh, to move ahead uh, into the future. Tim Grisky, Senior Portfolio Strategist, Ingalls & Snyder in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, ways to help get your credit card debt under control. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The numbers are staggering. American consumers have accumulated more than a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Let's discuss ways to dig yourself out with Ed Jertsen, Certified Financial Planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Find him on Online at theengagewealthgroup.com. Ed, thank you for joining us today. And first off, you know, let's do a little bit of uh, anecdata uh, from your own experience, Ed. And that is uh, when you are talking to clients um, of, of, of your clients in, in your financial planning uh, practice, uh, how many people are dealing with overwhelming credit card debt and are carrying credit card balances at uh, double digit interest rates? We're very fortunate because the clients we attract tend to be pretty frugal and paying usury rates in terms of 15 to 20% just is not aligned with who they are financially. 
but the vast majority of Americans, as this data shows us, uh, are more than comfortable building themselves up this debt hole only to find themselves stuck for a long period of time, which seemingly views of no way out. And that's part of what we're trying to do today is just give them some guidance on how to find their way out of this debt hole. Now, let's say uh, you are carrying a credit card balance or, or credit card balances uh, over the course of, uh, of months or years, and, and, and you don't want to pay the minimum payment anymore, and you don't want to uh, have that anxiety attack every time you open up the bill. Uh, what are some quick things you can do to knock that number down? Yeah, first and foremost, Rob, you've got to know yourself, right? We're a consumerism-based economy, and credit cards allow us very easily to spend well over our means. And so knowing yourself, having the discipline to say, you know what, just let me stop doing the spending binge is really important. Because when we talk about alternatives like 0% transfer of credit cards, that is a great way to reduce the interest expense. But that only works well is if you have the discipline not to spend on your other cards, because all you're going to find yourself is in a double ditch of debt. So ultimately, again, be very vigilant. Really look yourself in the mirror and understand if there's ways of helping you out of this uh, this hole. We're talking about uh, getting out of credit card debt with Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. You must remember, though, if you get that 0% uh, balance transfer credit card, clock's ticking at that point. You have... 12 months or 15 months or 24 months to pay that balance down. So it's not just that that's only part one of the plan. Exactly, Robin. You got to really watch the details of these 0% because that could be almost retroactive, right? They'll look all the way back on the average balance and start charging you. So again, if you're going to take advantage of the 0%, really be uh, diligent in terms of what you're spending. Once you do that, now you can look at some alternatives, right? We've talked about in the past, like the avalanche uh, method or the snowball method, which are basically uh, the ability to have people have follow a disciplined pan- plan to pay down these credit cards. But again, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to make this a focus and get it done because there's ways of getting you out of this. But again, you, you've got to just start or stop spending so much on the credit cards. Uh, let's say you tackle your spending and you still have this big balance and maybe you are a homeowner. Maybe you have some home equity. Uh, would it be a good idea to possibly take some equity out of your home at 9% and uh, pay down that credit card debt that currently is carrying a, an interest rate of 22 or 23%? Yeah, we'll call this interest rate arbitrage, taking debt from one high yield to a lower yield. But ultimately, again, Rob, if folks do that and they get themselves a home equity line and then they start, they have that home equity line at a lower rate, but then again, start building up their credit card again, all you're doing is making it more challenging. So we're sort of cautious and guiding people in terms of getting that alternative option unless we're confident they have the wherewithal and the discipline to keep that spending to a minimum. And then when, lastly, when you talk to people about, you know, really going through their spending and finding out what is necessary and what is not, um, you like to develop this image in your mind that, oh, they're going to the electronic store and buying the flat screen, buying all sorts of uh, creature comforts they don't need, or they're going out to expensive dinners. And, and how much of that is, is, is true and people are just living beyond their means? And how much of that is that people are just having a hard time keeping up with the average expenses of life and maybe uh, the the solution there is a new job. 
Yeah, Rob, it's a balance of both. I can tell you anecdotally, when I've seen people who get in the credit card, the vast majority of it is self-inflicted, right? We want that new TV, right? We just had this great game yesterday, the Super Bowl, right? We wanted a big screen TV. And, and again, the credit today allows you to overspend quite easily. And again, at the end of the day, there are some circumstances where people will build up credit card, job loss, unexpected expenses, those kind of things. But again, we are a consumer-based society and people are making it easier for us to spend And so understand that because we're not being nickeled and dimed to death. These are the $10, the $20 per month, you know, charges that come on for all the different things that we're doing in terms of media streaming and things like that. So we have a real good forensics of that. And then again, start chipping away at that credit card debt. It's not going to be fun, but again, it's going to get you much further down your financial path. Ed Jertsen, Certified Financial Planner, founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Stock Picker Monday, and joining us today is Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the website UpsideStocks.com, based in Hammond, Indiana. Chuck, thank you for joining us today. Two selections today, and uh, the first one is a warehouse club that uh, is not exactly a household name. It's Price Smart. The symbol is PSMT. It trades for about $80 a share, and it's a uh, uh, the market capitalization or the, the value of the company is, is on Wall Street is about $2.5 billion. Think of Price Smart as kind of the, the, the Costco version uh, in Central America and in the Caribbean. They have about 53 warehouse clubs in 12 countries and one U.S. territory, again, mostly in Central America. And, and uh, like Costco, it's a company that generates a lot of uh, revenue and a lot of their profit, quite frankly, through their, their fees to, to be a member. The company's putting up pretty good numbers. They had a really nice quarter coming off a, a very strong quarter. Uh, and indicative of the company's confidence in the future, it just raised its dividend 26%. You get about a 1.5% dividend yield on the company. And in terms of if you're looking at a kind of a, a, a poor man's version or a cheaper version of Costco, Price Mart trades for about 17 times its fiscal 2024 earnings estimates, which is much less than half of what you can get on Costco. So obviously, it's not the quality of a Costco. It's not the size, et cetera. But it is a company that has taken the Costco model and applying it pretty successfully in areas of the, of the world where you should see um, you know, disposable income levels rising, which should help the company. So that's Price Smart uh, trades for eighty dollars a share, and that's PSMT is the symbol. And your next one is uh, quite literally from the world of science. That's right. The name of the company is Semler Scientific. Its uh, symbol is SMLR. It trades for about forty-eight dollars a share. This is a little company. Its market capitalization is only three hundred thirty million dollars. So. You know, it it will be kind of a a volatile play, but it's an interesting company in the medical technology space. One of their products, for example, uh, measures uh, blood flow. So, you know, for vascular condition uh, in an office test, Uh, the company's earnings are going to grow at probably over 20 percent in 2024. Revenue growth should be in double digits as well. And you can buy that growth at a pretty reasonable valuation of about 14 times the company's 2024 earnings estimates, which are around $3.37 a share. So a nice, solid little company in the med tech space that is growing nicely and you can buy at a pretty affordable valuation. That's similar scientific 
SMLR, and it trades for about $48 a share. And our clients and our company own both of these stocks. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the website UpsideStocks.com, based in Hammond. Thank you for joining us on this Stock Picker Monday. His selections, once again, Price Smart, PSMT, and Semler Scientific, SMLR. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.